to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that, wait a minute, when Keith's away, the Q comes to play. Because we're doing Q movies now, because one, Keith is doing the work of men, or as we would like to say, he's just being him. We're doing bad movies, like what we used to do on the Q. This week I picked it. As this week we'll be doing, stay tuned. For what? Uh, st- stay tuned till I announce the movie. Oh. No, but what's what's the movie? Oh, um, uh, so the. Because uh, I the watched David, Pinocchio, so. I watched Driving Over Miss Daisy, so. Was the Pinocchio you watched the Drew Carey version? Uh, never, never. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a live action. Drew Carey Pinocchio. No. I did not, honestly did not know that. No, we watched Stay Tuned from 1992. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here, a man who's so far, far away, Ricky Marcelli. I mean, I go away. I still show up to do the podcast, so I don't know what Keith's problem is. Right. You know, you can do it. He can too. He can do it from his phone, but... I digress. Uh, the ch- ch- chosen one, Mike Booble. Filling in for No Good Keith once again and making the show better, if I do say so myself. Coming in clutch. Coming in clutch, my boy. So we watched 1992 Stay Tuned, uh, starring John Ritter. Uh, what was this? Uh, Jeffrey Jones. My Paul boy. Pam uh, Dauber and uh, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Uh, this movie was directed by Peter Himes. Uh, he directed a Q movie that we've done, 1986's Running Scared, uh, 1994's Time Cop, and 1999 End of Days. Arnold. Yeah, get down. It's about I mean, the end of days. Time Cop is like a pretty like it's not genuinely considered a good movie, but it's a pretty big cult classic. So this guy just seems to kind of make like a solid cult classic movie here and there. Is it Time Cop there. that arcade game? No, Time Cop is it's a Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah. What's that cop game? It's in the arcade. I thought I was called Time Cop. Uh, it's what? that one with the red and blue guns, right? Yeah. It might be called Time Cop, too. But I don't think it has anything to do with the movie. No, uh, Time Cop, he's a security agent that has to regulate time travel. Regulators! Mount up. But Joe, did you see who was originally supposed to direct the movie? Uh, no. Uh, Tim Burton was originally supposed to do it till he went up till he fucked off and did Batman. <laughs> That's a good I think- move. I think that made. I think that helped him. I think that did. Uh. Time so, crisis. Time crisis. Crisis. There it is. Uh, so I thought I've seen this movie, but I don't recall if I've seen this movie. I have hella seen this movie. I think this thing had to used to be on like TNT or TBS. I hella remember like the last thirty minutes of this movie. <laughs> And I say that, like, legitimately, we have not really done, like, a straight-up trash movie yet on the Q edition of Fake Movie Experts, because I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Mr. Booble? Well, I won't say I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I didn't outright hate the movie. And there were even a couple parts that I, like, openly chuckled at. Yeah. Like, to me... And I think I don't know if this is a conversation if we've had on air or not, Joe, but it's the thing that like we talk about with Keith occasionally, where like the new age of televisions kind of killed like this style of movie that's just really good to be on TV and just randomly yeah. turn on 45 minutes into and you'll finish it because whatever, it's good background noise. Exactly. Yeah. I that's agree. what this movie is. And it killed at it. Yeah. Um I, like I, I was saying, it, I don't think I've seen. I 
I feel like I've seen it. I'm gonna say I'm like ten percent. There's so I'm saying there's a chance I've seen this before. And you're right, like there's a lot of things in this movie that you can just be watching and be like, okay, that's a good chuckle. What th- watching it now it reminded me of what like Rick and Morty did. It what those like the time uh, dimension when they just watch TV. Yeah. And oh, it's just yeah, the weird episodes. things every episode. Yeah. That's what this movie's like about. And like, well, it wasn't brilliant. Like it was like a decently smart, funny chuckle, like call to these things that are super popular. I kind of want to see like a new edition of the movie, like, but it's like about streaming services or something. Get on it. Get like on it's it. just straight up called Amazon Prime because it's you know Bezos binge. is the devil. Oh, get on it. Good though. Get yeah. on it. We got this. All right, got it. What we do got is we got a plot. Ooh. So I don't remember what John Ritter's actual name was as a character. Uh, it was. Where are we? At? There we are. Roy. Uh, Navel? Roy. That's right. The Navels. Navel. So. Yeah. Roy Navel is basically what would be called in the 90s a couch potato. The man loves his television. He'll watch anything. He can recite anything because he's watching it multiple times. The problem is, is that now he's ignoring his family and his wife. Some of this could be attributed to the fact that she's become very successful and he feels bad about the fact that he can't sell plumbing parts. And as the movie points out, everyone needs to use a toilet. And, well, this leads to a fight between the navels, leading to her breaking his TV. And, well, that makes John sad. Until the perfect, perfect answer comes to the door. And the devil, I mean Spike, with the perfect answer of this nice satellite, big-ass dish, by the way, TV package that just so happens to be the devil's channels to entertain the horned one himself. Well, John Ritter and his wife get sucked into the TV and they have to survive 24 hours or their souls become the devils. Do you think they can get out boys? Can their children help them with their smart whiz bang young boy and the very like stereotypical female role of the nineties. Will they survive or will they just become another list of names for the devil? Tune in again next week to find out. Yeah. Find out next week. <laughs> On <laughs> stay that tuned. For, for that, yeah, that, that actually would be great. Cause it's called stay tuned. We just yes. cut the podcast short. Stay tuned. Dun dun. Um, I gotta say, the daughter was a terrible actress. There was multiple times in this movie that you could see her like reading the lip, like like lip syncing, like lipping what the the act co-star was saying. It was just like, stop it, just stop. I I mean, except for John Ritter and Jeffrey Jones, they were all pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Whoa, dude, don't don't shit on uh, my boy Levy like that. And also the Fuck dude- you, Gene Levy. I'm just kidding. I can't back that up. I can't back that up. I was about to say, wow, that's a really hot take for someone nah. who's like pretty much beloved. First off, how dare you? I can't I can't back that up. I love you, Gene Levy. And then uh the little known guy who would become a big part of Dexter lore if there's any Dexter fans out there, and Eric King, who is playing Surprise, the guy who's, motherfucker. who is trying to uh offset Spike. Surprise, motherfucker. Is that the black dude? Yeah. Yes. I've never seen Dexter, so. I mean, it's a great show if you stop about four to five seasons in. So that says something. There's that. Good thing it's coming it's, back. Yeah, right. He's just more known for the uh, the meme of the like, surprise motherfucker, hot fries motherfucker. He dies. He dropped a lot of motherfuckers in Dexter. It's what part of what made him great. Um. So about this movie. Anything you guys liked about it? Like, I mean, I loved just going like it was such a callback to '90s television, and like that's what I what we grew up on. Mm-hmm. So it was just funny seeing like the parodies of so much '90s television and like stuff that I liked. 
like the cartoon bit was really funny and probably cost him a boatload to make in the nineties. Yep. Um, it was fun. You know, it was just funny to like, for me, it was fun for them to change the channels and all of a sudden it's just like, okay, there's, you know, all the shows, but it's the, the devil's twist. Uh, the whole salt and pepper music video I thought was really funny because apparently it was like one side was like the angels and the other side was the devils. I, I thought that was funny until about minute seven of it. And then I was like, well, it we got, can go ahead and wrap went. this up. It did it go went a bit long. Really I don't long. need the whole song. I get it. <laughs> John it Ritter went. in that fucking banana outfit. <laughs> to me, it was like Prince. I was like the Prince outfit. But yeah, you know, it's just funny, you know. Um I I I got to say I chuckled really hard when he got transported into uh Three's company. That's the part that I laughed really the hardest funny. at. It was yeah. really good. Were those the actual no. Those were the actual actresses, weren't they? Or are they just no. really good lookalikes? Really good lookalikes from afar away so they didn't zoom in. <laughs> what a hitter. What a hitter. <laughs> Hooch. Hooch. <laughs> Uh, you had uh, Wayne's World, but you had Dwayne's World. Dwayne's Underworld. Oh, Dwayne's Underworld. The um, guys playing the zombie versions did a really good fucking job at that. Like, there were moments where I'm like, are those the actual guys? No, they did ask, though, for them to uh, oh, God, come in. Mike Myers in this movie would have been great. Uh, they passed on it because they were in production of, uh, of Wayne's World. No, that's funny. So, and then it's funny too because in Wayne's World 2, uh, Christopher Walken calls Wayne a lot of times Dwayne. It's probably why. Yeah. This whole, came out before it came out before. Yeah. That whole bit though was really good. Like they just, when they went like in on the bits, they went in on the bits and like they committed to them and it usually worked. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, the Silence of the Lambs, but it was the Silencer of the Lambs. Uh, a bind and gags for kids to keep them quiet during road trips. That was fucking dark. And for dogs. I felt I felt bad for the dogs. Hey, God. hey, that's sold separately, brother. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Uh, we had three men and a baby, but it was three men and Rosemary's baby. That was that made me chuckle. I mean, I feel like we're burying the lead. We didn't talk about the most important fucking person to step in to a role in this movie, especially for people like us who are built on wrestling. One man oh, gang was in the movie. One man gang, Lou Abano for uh, Underworld Wrestling Federation. Yep. Yep. I mean, so come on. There was some better selling in that than there is in current day wrestling. That. Oh. Is true. That's undisputed. Boom. <laughs> but up, 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 but up. Uh, I like driving over Miss Daisy the best. <laughs> hey, lady, so get funny. away. Or he just swerves into her and then keeps backing up over her. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those, I mean, I call it a family guy type bit because that's just what I remember yeah. it for. Where it's one of those things where, like, you're like, all right, that's enough. All right, it's funny again. <laughs> I, I like uh, Yogi Bear. The Yogi beer commercial, like kids, you can drink beer like your dad. It doesn't have any alcohol, but you can sound just like your dad. Make me a sandwich, woman. Yeah, I, I was thinking for a hard, like a like a bitch, like make me a woman uh, uh, sandwich, bitch. Um, I like the uh, Star Trek Next Generation call, like him, like him realizing how bald he looks, and it's just like I was like, I chuckled pretty hard. For the facial reactions of John Ritter of, oh, shit, I'm bald now? No, I don't like this. Nope. Change the channel. At one point, this movie made me sad because it just made me miss John Ritter and how fucking talented he was. Like, yeah. god damn, John Ritter was really good. And, like, in a very everyman type of look, was a very mm-hmm. attractive 90s type man. Like, he was the everyman type attractive, but he was attractive. Yeah. Um, I prefer him with a beard. Just saying, just saying, throwing out there. What did he have a beard in? Well, he had. Well, if you watch the um, it, the Stephen King it's for the TV specials, not the movies. Um, I have never watched any of the it's. He has a 
luscious beard. God, I bet that's glorious. Oh, it, it, it is. He's always known for being like that. Well, for his later in life, just being that clean shaven kind of dopey dad role. Mm-hmm. Eight simple rules, baby. Love that show. There it is. Also, another fucking loaded cast, just like this yeah. movie had. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. He was great. I thought Jeffrey Jones as Spike or the devil's assistant or because of what is that, like. He was just like basically like an executive producer type yeah. role. Like it was just kind of like that evil behind the scenes TV executive type role. He was Kevin Dunn. I can see that. I can see that. Shout out um, Charles Dietz. Who? He's dad Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forget I forgot what his name would be in the what it what it was. Um but you know, like for me, this movie was a tight ninety. And you know, there were some lag parts, but also there wasn't for me. I thought it was entertaining throughout, no matter if it was laggy or, you know, like just boring or something, but it was good for me. I'll be honest. The last two Q movies we've done, I usually just like put it on my laptop and like, I'll just try to like grind achievements while I'm doing it. So like, I don't really have to pay attention to the video games I'm doing, but it gives me something to do because like, there's just parts of the movie that are so boring. I can't just like sit there and watch just the movie. Yeah. I started to do that for this and then I turned it off. I was so like, just enjoying myself in the movie. I'm like, I don't really want to miss anything. It's kind of just fun. Like, is it a great movie? No. Is it fun? Yeah. Fucking then sometimes that's all a movie needs to be is fun. It's like a great family movie with enough adult entertainment where like, like parents wouldn't be bored to watch it with their kids. There's also a lot of like small things to it that like you could easily miss, but like were really funny. Like, did you guys ever notice when they were like panning over like the names of people who were still in there trying to get souls that there'd be funny things written on the board? No. Like one of the times it's like, don't forget tomorrow Saddam Hussein appreciation day. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. Um, One of the things I thought was funny and I just did not like is the, the kids, the son being able to hack into like TV, but like instead of just his, it's like the whole neighborhood. It's just yeah. like what? That's probably the part of the movie that was the like the weakest was just like anything involving the kids. Yeah. Like just leave that like just leave their story at like, oh, we're trying to get the parents alone time so they can fix like their like clearly falling apart marriage yeah like i hate such an 80s 90s trope too where like the kid was like monologuing over the beginning and ending of the movie where i was just like i hate this type of unless there's an actual like story being told like it's um oh fuck now i'm blanking on the like super famous movie about a story being told um forrest gump (sighs) no it has Um. andre the giant in it Oh, uh, uh, Princess Tail, yeah. right? Yeah. Princess Bride. Princess Bride, there it is. Like, unless, like, they're setting it up that way. Like, I hate just monologuing over the beginning and ending of the movie. It's an, it's my second biggest pet peeve, I think, in movies after starting a movie at the end and then going back forwards like we saw in Swordfish. Uh, this movie, for me, it's not my biggest pet peeve, but it does something that I do not like it's when movies or tv shows like the premise and the plot line is that you shouldn't be watching movies or tvs you should be outside even though as an industry you need people to be watching said (laughs) entertainment to have an industry yeah i hate those i hate that trope so much i for me like you, you guys probably caught it too like when the sun goes on tv and he does all his stuff and then Later on the movie, when he comes home and and he sees the big satellite, I went, oh, he's hacking into the satellite. Yeah. Like, without question, he's hacking into that. Um, but uh, I don't know. I didn't like the kid's storyline. I, I feel like it was uh, needed, not needed. It's just, you know, mom and dad are having issues. And that's it. 
you know? And then, like, the whole, like, ignoring the fact that the kid hacked all the TV stuff and then apparently just, like, said that he'd been very violating his sister's privacy recording her making out. Like, who cares if your daughter's making out? It's fucked up that your little son was just, like, peeking on it and recording it and was going to show it to people for, like, I think he was charging or something for yeah, that. Yeah, three, three, three dollars. Like, what a piece of shit that kid is. Shout out to OnlyFans. Which you can go to no. Uh, you can go to OnlyFans and type in a uh, fake movie expert to get a twenty five percent off any that's, model. That's any not true. Model. Not binding in everywhere in the world. Uh, you, if you go to OnlyFans.com and you type in fake movie expert, you get twenty five percent off. That's OnlyFans, as in the website that only sells rotating fans. Yeah, yeah, the fans. Like, yeah, what? We don't support that icky stuff we're talking like yeah, if it's hot out and you get fans blown on you yeah also we 100 percent support sex workers here are you crazy oh okay so yeah. now go back to only fans with an s and then get uh 25 off sunny days are ahead think That's about happening. it think about it <laughs> just think about it i'm trying to do a promote promote you know promote our sponsors okay sure um, what about Olive Garden? Well, no. Course. Remember, Joe's Joe's banned from Olive Garden. I'm banned, Garden. but I think well, I'm rumor, not banned. I I think the rumor and innuendo is if you're there, you're family. But you know, it could be there full of shit. I don't know. Except when Joe gets divorced from the family because of the things he did to them. You can't put breast sticks in there, Joe. You just we can't do it. Well, that and the salad incident. <laughs> we can't talk about that anytime soon. So, uh. One thing about the movie I thought it was funny and I hated was the fact that when anybody was on the grass, the satellite dish is like, all right, I'm going to suck you in. But like when the kid's bike gets sucked in, it's like, just get off the fucking bike. Get off the bike. But no, no. And that whole bit, like the daughter's reaction of like, okay, so you saw your bike, like a bike like yours and television, like, no, it's my bike. There's no, there was no distinctive feature that made it your bike. That was just a clearly off the rack bike kid. Calm down. You haven't proven anything yet. Yeah. Like he, it, was, he was right. But I mean, come on, dude. Like that was such a shitty way to try to explain you were right. And the idea of like, him like saying, "Hey, mom, mom and dad are in the TV," and she doesn't believe him like at all. And she's like, "Fucking grab her by the arm and take her to the TV and show her." Instead of waiting another ten minutes of the movie to be like, "I told you show so," like waiting till there's no actual explanation that it's the parent. I fucking hated that bit in the cartoon part where like she step by step just explained who they were and how they had children. Like as her son was watching, I'm like, Oh, that was such a cringe moment for the film of just like, well, now the son knows like they were trying to hint at it. And then they just like went into this full on monologue speech of who they are, how they love their children and that type of thing. Full blown uh, character development. And that, that one scene of, and you know, my, kids i miss the you know the son and the daughter and it's like uh-huh okay i don't know and there was like that side story with the neighbor who wanted to be like scarface or something well he was like that whipped bitch for his wife and then his wife got stomped by king kong or godzilla or whatever and then he uh he became a mob boss yeah and was going to try uh, and fuck John Ritter's wife or something? I didn't really get that part. Like, why yeah. he had her brought to him. I think everybody wants to fuck John Ritter's wife in this movie. Well, yeah, it, it kind of we- felt that way. It was weird because she was five months pregnant during filming. Oh, Jesus. Oh. So, uh, she was doing those spots with one-man gang? Jesus. I- Hopefully, you know. You know, the baby survived. Who knows? You know, just taking those bumps. Becky Lynch had a match pregnant, so everything's okay there. That um, we know of. That's true. Uh, the producers wanted one actor to be Roy. We want to take a guess on who? From 1992? Nick Cage. 
That's high praise. I'm going to say one of the actors from Wings. Just any uh, of them. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. That's a little on the nose. Yeah. Uh, the studio had Richard Dreyfus and Tracy Ullman to set, uh, uh, set as Roy and Helen, but the plan was dropped since the, the, it would have cost them an additional $500,000 for their salaries. Could you imagine a movie being thrown away because of half a million dollars nowadays? I guess not thrown away, but like changing who your actors were just because of half a million dollars. Like they yeah. improved the movie with John Ritter. Fuck Richard Dreyfus. I agree. I like Richard Dreyfus, but I don't know. Uh, I prefer John Ritter in this movie. John Ritter is such an underrated actor for who mm-hmm. he was for so long. I concur. I totally concur. Um, but who's that last song? I was like looking at the cast. I'm like, who's this lady? And it's like, it's the wife that you, the wife that gets killed by Godzilla, and like. Um, that was Eugene, such a like stereotypical bit of just like this abusive wife yelling at her husband, and he's just being like this just shell of a man, just like yeah. shuffling around for her. I was like, oh god, this is such a '90s bit. Yeah, I did. I did love the thing of popcorn he had. He didn't eat the butter, but it was it was good popcorn. You know, that looked like a big bowl. I never get butter by popcorn. Thank you. That's right, brother. No butter. No butter. No popcorn. What? Uh, what? 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 Where Ricky's, you doing, to... Ricky's doing Blair Witch all of a sudden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're okay there, Rick. <laughs> Blink twice. Um, <laughs> uh, I wonder I, I, if Tim Burton did this movie, that'd be so weird. Like, Johnny Depp would have been in it. It would have sucked. Johnny Depp would have been in it? Yeah, it would have sucked. Was that established yet? Was he with Johnny Depp in their weird? Well, it's like, after it's after Scissorhands and um, because Tim Burton. I'm at I'm at his director right now. Uh, he and the did, weird he, thing where Tim Burton like he's done Pee Wee in the corner. He did Pee Wee Herman already. Beetlejuice was '88. Scissorhands was '90. Yep. Um. So there was the beginning of uh his time with um. Johnny Depp as because then ninety four is Edward. Johnny Depp would have been uh, the Jeffrey Jones character. The, yeah, you know. probably. God, Johnny you, Depp in the early nineties as the John Ritter character would be fucking weird. <laughs> that wouldn't. <laughs> I can't see that. No, no. I think this role was made for John Ritter, so I'll stick with that. Um. But this movie, anything you guys didn't like about it? Uh, yeah, the fact that, so I can't remember what the wife did, but whatever her office job was and him being a terrible plumbing accessory salesman and they had this like incredible house and like a fancy neighborhood in Seattle. I'm like, you know, get the fuck out of here. Did they actually ever establish, besides the fact he wore a uh, Supersonics hat, established that this was Seattle? They said he, they were from Seattle. He did uh, when he was getting hung, like his when he was getting it beheaded. He's like, "I'm a guy from Seattle, Washington." Oh, God, I never caught on to that through the entire yeah. movie. I'll, like the only thing I caught on was, "Oh, Super Supersonics hat. That's cool." Well, you know, times change because when Rick texted me, he's, he started texting me when he started watching the movie. And, like an instant uh, Bill Cosby reference. I, know, I was like, Ugh. that yeah. didn't age well. The booting bops in the Kodak film. You mean the guy who's released from jail now? Yeah. Booting oh. pop. I mean, if you ever come to Eugene, I'm probably going to wind up going to jail because I'm going to throw shit at him. The weirdest part of all that is how the wife from the Cosby show still defends him as a good person. It's like, bitch, are you serious? Just trying to get that money, Doug. I guess. All about it. Trying to get Cosby Show back into syndication. <laughs> Do you think that the game show that they sh- started on the very first episode, that's probably a real show now, right? Like, uh, not the name of it, but, you know, like, in the contents of that film of You Can't Win. There is a show. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's called... Like a thousand ways to be eliminated or a hundred wrong answers or something. And if you get it wrong, they're like, 
Like there was just one where like you're on a tower. If you get the question wrong, they fling you off the tower like a bungee cord. <laughs> Speaking of terrible game shows, has anyone a, watched that Dwayne Wade show yet? It no. looks Cube? awful. No. I've seen one episode because it was on after an NBA playoff game. And it was okay, but it wasn't like death. There's defying, one game like, show I watch nowadays, and that's the mini golf one. That's right, baby. Well, that and Family Feud, of course. All right, Steve Harvey lover, what the fuck's your problem? Why you fucking hate that Family Feud? You want to fight, bro? Because Steve Harvey's a piece of shit. Steve Harvey's fucking awesome. How dare you? He's such a misogynistic piece of shit. He's a game show. Of course he is. Uh, you know what? That's that's fair. It does fit for Family Feud. <laughs> Remember when Al Borland was the host of Family Feud for I a do. while? Richard Kind, baby. No, Al Borland. He's only ever known as Al Borland. Uh, have you guys have you seen the A and E show, Rick, with Al and Tim Allen as they're like doing real like real life carpentry? Like have is a game like, like a show that ha- they have people do basically tool time. I mean, no, and if it has actual Tim Allen attached to it nowadays, then it's problematic because Tim Allen's problematic. He is, but th- he's part of it. He went to prison, dog, for selling cocaine. That's not the problem I have with Tim Allen. It's called um, Assembly Required. It's more of Tim Allen being a step below Joe Rogan. Just take that horse, do you remember, baby? Uh, don't get it. Just take the shot. You know, Man. Take the, the horse tranquilizer. You're fine. I, I saw the greatest tweet today about that. I'm going to go off on the side here for a second. Carlos Mencia tweeted. I saw saying, that. That was Great. so funny. Now if I get COVID, people are going to accuse me from stealing it from Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, damn it, Carlos Mencia, trying to get rele- relevant in 2021. But that's a good tweet. <laughs> that's such a great tweet. That's awesome. Uh, the son in the movie plays John Ritter's son in another movie in, like, 1999. Weird. Yeah. What movie? Uh, where is it? 1999. It's called Holy Joe. It's a TV movie. Mm. He plays... Uh, Ritter plays a priest and a volunteer firefighter. So, uh... That sounds yeah. terrible. I wonder why John Ritter stopped doing movies and like just went back to focusing on television. Because holy Joe. <laughs> you do oh, God, point. Joe, I see a picture of John Ritter in a beard. It's yeah, glorious. Right. He also has a mullet, though, so it kind of detracts. Oh, plot twist. But the, the beard, though, that's just a bad movie. Whatever, whatever, uh, whatever film you're looking at. But he's in all the other ones. Like the most, the I'm looking at his uh, credits and like the recent, like a uh, big movie he was in, he was in ba- uh, Bad Santa in 03. And that was like the more recent big name uh, movie that he was part of. But, but, um, d- is there any shows you wish they would have done in this movie? I'm trying to remember because this was 92. Like, was yeah. Wings out yet? Because Wings to me is such a 90s TV show. But it might not have been like the show. Wings yet. came out in 90. Yeah, they, they should have done a Wings bit. God, I fucking love Wings. Big Tony Salute fan, huh? I mean, yeah, Tony Salute's yeah. great in that show. Yeah. I was only kidding. I, I just, I like the reference from a family guy of them going, like, who? Uh, they bring Frank, up his name. Mean, and Monk? Huh? You said Family Guy. I thought that bit was from Monk, where they asked no, about not, wings. Uh, maybe, but it's also in Family Guy. They're all drunk in a hot tub. Oh, they're, in, uh, they're bringing up Roy. And they're like, all the guys are like, who? And it's like, Roy from Wings. And Kragmeyer gets out of the hot tub because he's pissed off because they don't know what Wings is and who Roy is. Okay, yeah, I remember that bit. Apparently there's a bit in Monk, too, where like, he gets asked, like, like they talk about the show Wings, and he's like, oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, that was awesome. Mr. Booble? 
Uh, how about Cheers? That'd have been great. Cheers would, would be good. good if he was like Ted dancing and uh, she was Shelly Long, that'd be fantastic. Oh, that's where I knew him from. I was like where I knew John Ritter with a beard from, and it was from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. He was in Buffy? That's yeah, cool. He, he was a bad guy in one episode. John Ritter is a bad guy sounds weird. It was. <laughs> Right when well, growing up, I, I saw him in like uh, Problem Child, and yep. like as a lovable dad. And then when you see like when he does those, when you see actors you like, and then they turn like they're evil in the next movie you watch, and you're like, I, I can't, I can't, you don't, not like this, not like this. But because like he's in North and all that too, and he's the dad in North, I believe. Um, one of the movies they said, uh, one of the shows that they would have, uh, uh, the unmarried children, I would, that'd be funny if they did that or fresh Prince of darkness. They wish they would have, um, like instead of just referencing, they actually showed something from it. Yeah. Like, cause they did the exorcist workout. So it's like, all right, turn your neck and set yourself on fire. Got it. Good, good. A fucking joke of unmarried with children, like, is such a joke that only works in the early, like, doesn't work, wouldn't work any nowadays, because, like, there's plenty of people who are unmarried with children, and it's not considered, well, I mean, I guess maybe to the whack jobs who love living in Texas, it's considered sinful, mm-hmm. but, like, to most people, it's like, that's just normal life. So, like, to see that joke of unmarried with children, like, yeah, I guess in the 90s, that would have still been considered, like, salacious, uh, one of the one of the ones they showed, and I was like, I I went ooh, was the one of a uh, different strokes when the two guys were having strokes. That was funny. I was like, that feels like a Devin joke, right? Uh, <laughs> they're literally having strokes. <laughs> just like this is just weird. Like, Can't move my left arm. <laughs> I was okay. a bit heavy-handed. What's that? I liked the callback because I remember watching that show, Northern Exposure. Yeah. Like, I don't remember anything about the show besides, like, the um, intro to it of the giant moose walking through town. Yep. Like, that's what I remember about that show. And I didn't remember anything about the show till they were, like, had that bit on there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to watch that show. Watch two people get stuck in, like, Alaska and complain until they die. Northern overexposure. Um, like, how do they not do anything with the X Files? Like, that just would right up their alley. Yeah, I think that's why. They, but I think that's why they did the. Um, what is it? The um, black and white stuff they did. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find what the. Legitimately, like, they mentioned, like, him wanting to be, like, the Cosby dad or whatever. But it's weird that they didn't do a Cosby bit because the Cosby show was, like, a gigantic thing. Oh, old uh, rapey dad probably put the kibosh on that. I did, like, the uh, 30-something, but 30-something to life. And it's just, like, all them, all the guys hanging out in, like, the prisons. Like, hey, what do you think of this? It explodes the room. What about this? No, no. Um yeah, I think I think they got good with what they had, but I think they'd be funnier if they could do some of the bigger shows at that time. But it also makes sense; like it probably yeah. would have cost way more, been harder to like get approval yeah. to do something like that. Yeah, but yeah, because what they did for the promotion for those movies, it's in the trailer, and what they did is they promoted the movie by showing the um, Three's Company spot to be like See? makes sense that's like i mean hey it's john ritter yep yeah you can always it's on ifc so i see it every once in a while um but for me one thing i did not like i'll stay i'll stick with it i didn't like the kids not one bit they can suck it no i was easily the war like the weakest part of the whole movie the uh the part that I didn't like the most was the very last scene where he's trying to rescue her from the train. And knowing that she was on Channel 1, he just kept changing channels instead of just going directly to Channel 1. It bugged me. 
I thought I thought it was because the remote was going out of control. No, he could no. It wasn't until it broke. Oh, okay. I guess my only part about that was maybe the remote only had channel up and down. Like maybe it was old enough that it didn't have. Because I mean, remember that wasn't always the thing. It used to be way back when that like it was only up and down. I mean, I had old ass TVs that had buttons on them that went to nine. <laughs> Like once they got, got rid of the knob, yeah, you could go to a specific channel. I have to say, I love the fact that what they, the wife freaks out and breaks the TV, and all of a sudden he goes gets like the five inch TV screen. It's just crazy to me that in 1992, it's just like I remember in the 90s how 32 inch tube was gonna be the biggest TV possible, and now you're at 85 inches now, and like you know, a 10 inch screen's fine then. And the 85 inch TV now is like half the weight of those fucking 32 inch tubes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is based on a story that aired on the first episode of TV series Haunted Lives True Ghost Stories that was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Um, <laughs> but is also confused for being spa- that show is often being based, confused based being the fact that it's compared and similar to Unsolved Mysteries. Shout out. Old Bobby Stacks. Yeah. Um, I, that once we talked about that on the, uh, that's my pick TV theme song draft. Yep. That unsolved, unsolved mystery scares the crap out of us. Rick, do you ever watch that? No, I was never big into unsolved mysteries or, uh, twilight zone or any of that stuff. Good. <laughs> that's good <laughs> like the closest I got to like that style of television shows like the old Goosebumps show and even oh, yeah. that even that scared me as a kid yep. I've never been like the biggest uh, dude, are you afraid of the dark fan. what up dude, I hated you? that show because that scared the shit out of me like <laughs> dude, I watched just like two episodes intro to that show yeah. scared me I couldn't do it I, I if I ever if that was ever on because somebody I was with was watching it I forced myself asleep trying to during that theme song the only like reason it the didn't entrance. scare me is because i watched Unsolved mysteries as well and that was like real life yeah. shit so yeah unsolved <laughs> mysteries more messed up because anytime you'd watch it you'd have to look at the window like yep. your door because you're like freaking out because you don't know if someone is behind you behind there and it's just like nope no no like rick right now in fact yeah what exactly <laughs> don't worry that that guy behind you with the hook don't worry about it <laughs> i wouldn't worry about that yeah uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Life. Yeah. Uh, it, it took this movie uh, four months to film. Damn. Damn, dog. It started in, October, started in October 91, wrapped in January 92, and it, it was released in August 14th of 1992. I mean, that's pretty classic 90s, like, hook it up, get it out. I mean, it's basically like what became the made-for-TV movies was like that 90s stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, funny thing about the X Files, uh, Booble, is that some of the other actors in this movie appeared in episodes. Of oh, I'm sure. X Files. Yeah. I mean, hasn't like almost everyone who's ever worked in Hollywood over a certain age worked on X Files? Dude, Seth Green was in episode two. So, yeah. It's that or uh, <laughs> Miami Vice, I guess. Or Law and Order. Dun dun. Yeah, it's all that shit. Yeah. Uh, I love the. F- I I thought Eugene Levy was great in this movie. Um, <laughs> it, he doesn't really sacrifice himself. He just gets his arm and leg taken off from the dog. Some <laughs> overexposure, northern overexposure. And I just love the fact that he plays with it for like every time you see him. Like it made a point, especially like the end when he's in the castle, and he's a. One like a supposed to be like a statue, and then he like pops off the leg. And hops yeah, to that him. that bit was pretty funny. Yeah, just this whole thing where like he's a demon, but like he's just mad that he got screwed over, so he's gonna fuck this dude. Yep, he's like, I'm already dead, so you guys can go on without me. So, so at the end of the movie, 
does he open a fencing school and that's how he becomes like wealthy? Is that what they're yes. saying here? Yes. No, I think it's still because remember, as we learn further into the movie, his wife got another promotion. She was like a president now or something. She got like a promotion to like a good position. So I think he's just doing fencing to be happy and his wife makes tons of money. I have to say the worst scene in this fucking movie is the end because he's a fencing teacher and that's it. Like we don't know anything like what does the marriage or the, you know, does it live, live happy ever after? Um, you know what I mean? It's just like, he becomes a fencing teacher and then it's like a freeze frame on him. I think it's inferred that he and his wife go back to banging a lot. Because it was inferred pretty early on that they banged a lot until he became obsessed with television. And then, like, then they infer they're like, oh, they're happy again. So, you know, they're back to banging a lot. Now he eats that booty. Yeah. Oh, 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 without question. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like you have the voice narrator of the son in the beginning of the movie. And then he's like, well, dad has a new job. And that was it. Here's going to be my hot take for this is that because it's the kid like voicing over all of this, he's actually like in therapy dramatically broken because his dad killed his mom in a fight on the night that they uh, tried to get their parents to get back together by leaving the house. And he had a psychotic break. And this is a story he came up with. Damn. Check out. The the funny thing about this movie, like a thing is like the mom's like leaves a note telling the kids that she's leaving and they're like, cool, she's gone. Well, I think they assumed (laughs) that they both were going, not realizing that it was the mom's leaving dad. Well, it was the son's hope that they're both going somewhere because his friend Tommy or whatever, mom cheated on the dad and then they went away for a week and the parents got back together. I've never seen a child be so thirsty for his parents to bang before. One in a million, right? One in a million. So saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. So wait, this kid wants his parents to bang. He's recording videos of his sister French kissing. Oh yeah. Oh, he's going to jail. He's going. He's probably in jail. Oh, he started Pornhub. Yeah. (laughs) This kid's fucked up, dude. He was just hoping his stepsister. (laughs) <laughs> Which, if you do, you can go to useloop.com and type in a... Nope. No? Nope. Fake movie experts to get 20% <laughs> off your lube. <laughs> How is that half-used five-gallon of lubes doing you, Joe? Try the coffee flavor. It'll, it'll brighten your mornings. Joe, there's huh. no coffee-flavored lube. You don't know that. I mean, you're not wrong. It, it's I don't know There's no good way to answer that, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that coming, huh? I, I mean, win. outside of my extensive 20-year career in the lube industry, I mean. Uh, you just don't know. You don't know. Nope. You don't know. Or, or it could be a mixed match of flavors. Who knows? Oh, so you're I, not supposed to eat lube, right? Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a mayonnaise for a turkey sandwich. What you don't, you don't you don't do that. You don't lube up your food to put it down your throat. That's not how that works. If you guys show me proof that it says <laughs> don't eat lube, then come back to me because right I mean, now, I mean, for reasons it's <laughs> edible, but like, if I'm smeared it with my Nutella, it's fine. <laughs> you could just use Nutella, Joe. What do you, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> wait, I can use just one? I don't need to use the lube for... Nope, you can just use Nutella. Or you could get, like, I don't know, jelly? Yeah, jelly lube, got it. Okay. Nope, nope. Like Welch's lube? Welch's. Welch's. Welch's grape lube. Welch's grape lube, yep, there it is. Wait, have you been confusing jelly and lube this whole time? I'm going to go yes. Okay. I don't know, though. <laughs> I do know that if you go to uselubes.com and for any type in fake movie experts for 20% off, try the Welch grape. It's fantastic. We're going to find out that that website <laughs> is just redirecting Joe to Walmart and he's just buying grape jelly. <laughs> grape. 
But he, uh, he scribbles jelly out, puts lube on the bottle. Yeah, I'll put. I'll duct tape it. Make it. Make it more fancier. Uh, this actually had an album to it. What? I mean, I would hope so. Salt and Pepper did an entire goddamn song. Yeah, it's on that's on there. Um, what else we got, Joe? It is the uh, soundtrack. Uh, you have "Start Me Up" by Salt and Pepper. You have "The Choice Is Yours" by Black Sheep. Hmm. "Taste" by Cherokee and Otto. You made um, that shit up. "Strobilite Honey" by Black Sheep. "Message from the Boss" from the Ultra Magnetic MCs. <laughs> the Mike St- Stalker by Doctor Ice. Damn. "Bad Bad Bad" by Cool Modi. And Daryl's Dad by Bruce Bronson. I love that name. Wow. Darryl's and then the stay tuned theme on uh, really main theme. Hanging dong. He's not pleasuring his wife. He only watches TV. <sighs> so use a loop, right? No. No. Um Cool Mo D. Cool Mo D, everybody. Joe, did you buy usedlube.com and you're just trying to get, like, sell you know your what? old lube now? Is that what this is? You know what? Don't worry about that. I wouldn't worry about it, okay? I, I was wondering wouldn't. what that big purchase out of the business account was. I wouldn't worry about it. Just let it be, okay? Okay. Um, uh, Boo, Boo what, was your, what was your scenes you didn't like? Uh, the thing at the end where they couldn't oh, get back yeah. to the wife. And anything involving the dumb kids, because they suck. Get uh, off the yard, no. I just, man, as someone who isn't, like, the biggest dog guy, yeah, I'm not going to have a dog run up on me like that. Like, the dog's getting punched. So, that's happening. Roadhouse. So, you know, there's that. Fuck that dog. No. Uh... I could. I'm looking. I couldn't find the uh, Roger Ebert reviews, but I'm on the IMDb. Oh, there's no chance he fucking wasted his time for this shit. Nah, maybe. Uh, however, there is a one star made in October 2020. No <laughs>, laughs. No laughs here. Horrible dialogue. Clunky acting. No chemistry between any of the players. Waste of a film. One out of ten. That's harsh. No, no chemistry. There's great chemistry between John Ritter and basically everyone. Right. Like so, that's John Ritter's thing is that he just connects with anyone he's working with. And uh, Eugene Levy, hello. Yeah. Um, one says, Stay Tuned is basically a movie that spoofed other movies and TV shows such as Wayne's World, Driving Miss Daisy, and many more. If you like funny movies, this is a good movie to watch. It has great actors. Um, so you know this, uh, so this movie is going to be funny. This movie isn't a must-see, but sooner or later... You never, uh, if you never saw it, maybe you should go rent it. I gave it six out of 10. However, he's 10 on 10 on IMDb. So this guy's a liar on his uh, ratings because he gave it six out of 10. Someone doesn't know how to click a button, right? And this came Damn. out, uh, this came out in 2002, this review. Damn. Um, but yeah, Mr. Ebert did not. Wait, someone. Wait, okay. I was like, someone like one of the reviews is like, set your phasers to torture mode. But he likes he they got the overall rating. He liked the movie. That's a line from the movie. Torture mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. He tells us in the Star the Star. Oh Trek yeah, people. and the in the Star Trek one. Yeah. Yeah. Set your tasers. Uh, you guys want to take a guess what the budget was for this movie? 92, two and a half million. I was going to go 1.8. Uh, 25 million. Holy sh! Oh, the cartoon. Fuck the cartoon. I forgot about the cartoon. Damn dog. Yep. Yeah, the cartoon would have probably been most of that. Yeah. Uh, the gross for this movie, it was only domestic, did not go internationally. 
10 million. That's better than I thought it did. I no longer wonder why they didn't keep going with this because of how much I liked it. Uh, it's like, it's no matter what website you go to. So like one says 10, it's 10 to 12. But yeah, it's just like, yep. Not a, you didn't even get half of your money back. Nope. A $15 million loss in the early 90s would be a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, uh, by the way, one of my favorite lines in this movie is when he's doing his head uh, chopped off. He's like, any requests? And he's like, yeah, I can't. How about the long version of Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> um, so let's go to the box office here for August 14th through 16th of 1992. Coming in at number 10 in its fourth week with 2.1 million Mo Money. Damon Wayans. Yes, sir. That's right. Uh, number number nine in its 12th week with 2.4 million Sister Act. Hell yeah. <laughs> number eight in its fifth week with 2.5 million Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. No. But mm. not one of the better ones. Mm-mm. Uh, coming in at number seven in its second week with 3.4 million, Raising Cane. This is a John like Lithgow f- movie. Not like a fast food restaurant. It is, mm-hmm. actually. Wait, what? Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Checks out. Coming in at number six in its first week with 3.5 million, Stay Tuned. Ooh, that's not great. Nope. nope. Coming in at number five in its seventh week with 3.8 million, A League of Their Own. Hell yeah. Hooch. Hooch. Okay, no. To be fair, this movie was going up against like some all timers. Yeah. You're about, you're about to find out. Number four in its second week with 4.6 million, Three Ninjas. Yeah. Yes. That needs to be on the fake movie experts. Didn't you do that on the queue? Nope. You did, what, we, you did we, Surf Ninjas. We did Surf Ninjas. Ah, That's right. You should do Three Ninjas for fake movie experts. We were going to do the uh, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, but we could never find it. Oh, it's fantastic. I love uh, I love Three Ninjas. I prefer Kickback. How dare you? What up? Uh, coming in at number three in its third week with 5.9 million, Death Becomes Her. It sounds familiar. Uh, Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep. Bruce Willis is banging both of them and kills them both, but they come back with healing por- uh, portion uh, stuff. That's a pretty economic. loaded cast for the early 90s. Goddamn. I've, I've watched that plenty of times. Uh, come in number two in its first week with 10 million, single white female. That's a pretty well-regarded movie. Yeah, the crazy roommate type situation and then number one in its second week with 11 million unforgiven clean eastwood so let's go to the ratings that's a pretty loaded set of movies to have to go up against for this it one is. it really is uh so the ratings imdb gave this a 6.2 out of 10 okay Rotten critic, uh, Rotten Tomato. The there was only one critics, uh, forty-seven, and the audience gave it fifty-five. All pretty close to each other. It's not bad. Yeah. So let's glaze some stars and let's find out what we thought of. Stay tuned. The star glazer, Mister Booble. As we said to start, I. Uh... It definitely wasn't bad. It was a little slow in parts, but it didn't drag on too much for me. It was a tight 90, so that was good. I'm going to go... I'm going to go two and a half. Uh, Rick? This was like... This gets the kind of the Keith bump for how good of a tight 90 it was. Yep. Like, it stayed where it needed to without dragging on, which was nice. I went a full three and a half. I found myself. Wow. I was engrossed. I enjoyed myself. Though. Like when the movie actually gets me to like focus in on it, even though I know I've seen parts of it. And like, as I watch through it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I've seen this. I know this. I know what's going to happen. Even with that. I'm like, 
God, I am enjoying myself watching this movie. Um, I will give this a two and a half as well. Um, it was thoroughly enjoyable. I think the movie stands on the shoulders of Ritter and throughout the whole movie. Um, the kids can just suck it. <laughs> so, uh, there's that. that. Yeah, there's that for you. So that um, brings it in at a 2.8, which puts it in a Fast and the Furious 6 uh, kind of realm. There's actually not a lot around 2.8. Damn. Like the next closest would be like a Hot Fuzz at 3.2. How about that? Didn't see that coming. Gotta be honest. It's kind of, it felt classic-y. I don't know. John Ritter just really like won me over through the whole movie. I can see that. So, this brings an end to the movie I picked. So, as Keith still fights the fires, we're going to keep doing these key movies. So, Rick, you pick next. Well, we just did a TV bit. So, I felt like we needed to get into the realm of video game movies. And we you just know did. What? We just did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did a video game. But, see, that wasn't, like, based on an actual video game. That was based on, like, 80s nostalgia bullshit. Mm. This one's based on an actual video game with an actor I can never tell if I really like or dislike in Mark Wahlberg. But it does have Mia, Mila Kunis in it, and I love her. Son of a bitch. Boys. Where can we find it? Where can we find it? It's on Amazon Prime. God damn it. We're doing Max Payne. God damn it. I've never seen this movie, and I'm so excited for how bad it's going to be. The- this just makes me so happy for what I'm going to do to you guys next week. Oh, no. God damn it. Rick, you see what you did? You see what you did? It came down between Max Payne and either a Shia LaBeouf movie or a movie that had Black Widow and Captain America in it before they are Captain America and Black Widow, obviously. Perfect score? Yeah. Yeah. I would have done that. God damn it. <laughs> I, I, that was my number two. Because Darius Miles is in it, and he does the head bump. Yeah, come on! God damn it. God damn it. God. Okay, fine. I've never seen it. How did you have perfect score, like, loaded up that easily? He watches it every third day of the week. Yeah, every third days, I gotta watch it. I gotta study for the uh, SATs. The doy. I just remember how much I thought Darius Miles was gonna just own the NBA. Because perfect, mm. because perfect score was an MTV movie. Yes, it was. So, yeah, and I've never seen it. I, I know a lot about it, but I've never <laughs> seen it. So. You got a very young Scarlett Johansson doing Black Widow moves in the oh, yeah. movie. Apparently, yeah, she's probably portraying Black Widow. But yeah, that was uh, my number two. But no, I said it on Max Payne because I wanted a bad movie. Ugh. Booble, have is. you seen it? Fuck no. Has anyone actually seen Max Payne? I feel like that's a no. I hated the video game. Yeah, I've never played them. So that's why I kind of was interested in it. No, this is a bad movie because, like, this this is one of those movies that I know of that it, like, it hurt Mark Wahlberg's career. So... I, could, yeah. I thought you might have done it for the queue already, but I wasn't sure. It was up there, but we never did. So, yeah. Once again, we could never find it. So I feel like this was a movie that was made because of how well Sin City did, but like, yeah, yes. Didn't do any of the things that actually made Sin City good. It, well, that, yeah. Let's see. When did Sin City come out? Yeah, because Max Payne came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without question. That was the idea. So, so, yeah, so we're watching. So we'll have a little, probably a long talk about Mark Wahlberg and if we should like him or if he's problematic. Rick, you were close. It's not a tight ninety, but it's it's, it's like one forty. It's not too yeah, bad. Tight hundred. So that's okay. Yeah. So next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we we will be reviewing Max Payne. Mm. Got yeah. to feel that pain, baby. Gonna need some of that used lube. 
I'm about to <laughs> fucking get to probably will. But you can find that used lube at nocellentertainment.com. <laughs> That's right, nocellentertainment.com, where you can use that lube to listen to our sweet voices on all of our podcasts. And if you need to lube up your glasses, you can, so you can read some of our blogs. And like always, you can listen to all of our, all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. I already blew the bring the pain line. So I'm just going to go with, did he just say lube your glasses to read?